0: I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. I believe in the
1: power. I made it through the wind. Hey, Mr. DJ. Hell Hell you. Tan, come to see I get so a double slowly. Slowly. Ladies with the man too. come join the party. Just, just close your eyes. Yeah. John Flynn.
0: Eric Bernat, I am very, very excited for our guest this week. She is a a writer, an actor, a producer, all of the hyphens. And she also is one of my dearest friends from college. She also is, I would say, the person who I think I first was like, oh, it's cool and okay to really like Madonna. So I'm very Aww. excited to have her on this week. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Murray Grissom. Mary,
2: yay. Hi, John and
1: Eric.
2: <laughs> Hi. So excited you're,
0: to be here.
1: We're if so excited first, to have if you'd you let John feel that it was cool to like Madonna, you're I think that's called an early true believer in like the tech oh. world. They call that something <laughs> like that.
2: You, I'm if honestly, Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'm basically Steve Jobs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
1: but,
2: but with more shirts
1: and and more and you're more alive.
2: <laughs> there example. is that. Well, again, it's Wednesday morning. It was, it was to say? I don't want to. I don't want to make any
0: assumptions. Uh, yeah, so Murray and I, when we met, it was at college. It was nineteen, 19- <laughs> and it was around the time I. I feel like the Immaculate Collection was sort of like the big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like, swirl. where she went. <laughs> that's, that's what all the kids were talking about. Everyone was a Twitter about it. <laughs> it's all the songs we've already heard on a new CD. I know. But wait, it's light
1: blue.
2: But Let's pay for it again.
0: <laughs> but yeah. so Mur, so let's talk about Madonna. So like, what is your, his? like, when did you first fall in love with Madonna? Like, what's your, like, what is your...
2: I was a very early adapter to Madonna. I mm-hmm. like, I... I don't even remember when her first album came out, but it was like her first album was the first album I bought and I just fucking loved it. And then I had it for like a minute. Like, I think I got it right before Like a Virgin came out. Yeah. And then she did MTV and like the world blew up, you know, but she like everything. Yeah. I just, I, she just spoke to me. Like it was, I you know, I just, I loved how ballsy she was. I loved how, and again, it's it you know breaks my heart now. Like looking back <laughs> to who Madonna was when she appeared on the scene, because like <laughs> you know she was going to teach me how to do it all right. She was going to teach me how to like be sexy and smart and interesting and not back daring down and, and, and yeah, yeah,
1: like yeah. all like and like independent re- and businessy and yeah, like- and
2: like smart and capable yeah. and reclaiming your sexuality and not yeah. taking shit from anybody and not being a follower and you yeah. know and then. She aged as we all do. But back when I was 12 or 13 or whatever it was, it was thrilling. Yeah, I just, I I fell in love with her immediately. And like, she's also just, she was just so cool. Like her look was so, like that lucky star look. I I would wear that outside today if I could, you know? Like it was just a great look, I'm sure. I'm sure I had those bracelets somewhere. (laughs) But and it, like I just love I love anybody who does something that's sort of ridiculous and idiotic and pulls it off. Like I was like why no. did why do no, none of her stockings have feet? Like why is that a look, <laughs> you know? But it, she did it and I was like all right, I should I should definitely wear stockings with no feet. That's super cool.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes today get like today I got dressed and I had I put on like baggy pants and like a flannel shirt and a Denim jacket, and I was like, "I'm like, this is my tomboy Madonna look." <laughs> like, I felt very like empowered by it. Like, yeah, I think like, it was I'm a so hard sexy, but it's just for me. Yeah, it's just, it's just cash.
2: It's yeah. just cash. I think, I think it was a hard moment when I realized, like, because I'm not five two, and weigh thirty eight pounds, like a lot of sure. the Madonna looks just don't really work
0: on me. <laughs> they don't always scale. It yeah. doesn't always,
2: yeah, it doesn't always scale up appropriately. But yeah, now I. I and also like I think that was part of it too like back in the day her body like she was beautiful but like she looked like a dancer like her body had muscle and she looked very physically capable which I also really liked and responded to because that was sort of the supermodel the beginning of the supermodel era right like like, well yeah (laughs) yeah like I'm sorry you're not seven feet tall and (laughs) weigh 38 pounds
0: but and have (laughs) cigarettes for dinner.
2: Exactly, <laughs> I'm sure you can fit in with my lesbian friends, like you know. So yeah, I think I liked
0: that too. Like, she, just her body was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Again, for such a tiny little person. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Madonna live, like any in concert or anything like that?
2: No, it's funny. My friend has offered to pay for me to go see this chore. Okay, but I, it it hurts my
0: heart too much. I can't do it. It's really,
2: I, yeah. I can't. I, I had a hard time watching her last tour. Like, I've seen all of her tours. Right. On, on, yeah, uh, like
0: the recordings of them.
2: Yeah. But uh, it just, I can't do it. Since I think since she put on the ass,
1: you know, <laughs> like, since she had that yeah.
2: ass put on, it's like, I just can't watch her not be able to do the things she did before, but still be trying to present the same show she was doing before. I feel like no, no human alive could do the shows she used to do where it's like, I dance for two and a half hours and I sing while I do it. And I, you right. know, and I change like, clothes 20 times. And I changed clothes yeah. eight times. Yeah. <laughs> like no one can do that, but I feel like she's still sort of in her head. That's still the show she wants to put on, but she, she just can't do it anymore again, which is not no shade on her. Like I couldn't do it when I was in my twenties. So
1: right,
0: right right. <laughs> right, right, right. If you could go back and see one of her tours live, which one would you go see? <sighs>
2: Oh, what a good question. I, I think, I mean, I think I had to go with the
0: Ambition. Sure. Just, that makes sense.
2: you know, just the, uh, it was just sort of the height of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was when she became, that's when it was like, she is an icon now. Like she wants yeah. to be like a star, you know, like she could have been like, there was a way in which like, oh yeah, she and Cindy Lauper were sort of contemporaries in a way like almost kind yeah. of like Paul Abdul a little bit of like, oh yeah. But then it was like, oh no, she is a top yeah. tier.
2: Yeah. You know? She's like in the stratosphere all of a sudden. And mm. and also just I felt like blonde ambition was and again this could be not true, but in my world, uh-huh. I felt like blonde ambition was one of those things that really brought theater into
0: a concert in a way that I that I hadn't yeah. seen before. No, it definitely changed concerts. Yeah, like I.
2: I felt like it was it was a dance show, it was a theatrical production, it was like beautiful costumes, beautifully lit, it was right, a lot like of production value. And acts
0: and yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There was like a, an emotional journey that you took, as as our friend Madonna has told us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's a journey. laughs> you know, but I do I think that was a legitimate comment. I really do think it sort of changed the way concerts are expected to be Yeah. A megastar like that.
0: Yeah. Back when we were talking about those early ones, I like watched other concerts that were happening at the time. And, you Mm -hmm. know, it was like Michael Jackson, Tina Turner. And they were great. But what was interesting is like if you took like a picture of any of those moments in those concerts, you would obviously know it was Michael Jackson or Tina Turner. (laughs) But you wouldn't know like, oh, that's the number they're doing.
2: Right, Like they have yeah. like
0: one, whereas like any Madonna concert, you're like, oh, she's doing that number. Oh, it's Because yeah. like everything has its very distinctive look. The set changes a lot. You know what I mean? So like she definitely did bring it to, like she upped so many other production values to a concert that yeah. are now expected.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, everybody always sends me clips of like Beyonce or Taylor or what. I mean, yeah. Taylor, in fairness, Taylor kind of just like walks back and forth and says yeah. <laughs> words. But, but <laughs> okay. I do feel like, like, but you don't have Beyonce's show without... Blind ambition. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure Beyonce
0: (laughs) is (laughs) grateful. She seems to, I mean, like she does. I mean, like she, she, Madonna, like they quote like the Vogue and stuff like that. Like they, they seem to like it. Like they respect each other. And, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, and again, I think I, I have to imagine that when you are in that paradigm, there's right. so few people who you can even have a conversation. Like, I don't know if right. you're Beyonce. Like, who do you who do you talk to over lunch? Right. Like, right? You know
0: what I mean? How do you fire your third assistant?
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're, are you are your third assistant's assistant. Like, you know? Uh, yeah. And
1: Madonna you... can be like, it's it, it's tough. It's tough. Right. But... Exactly. <laughs> There's a template for sort of what you can say. Yeah, exactly. And, and I feel like Madonna. Legally.
2: Madonna does probably have a. T- you know what I mean? Like, because I feel like Madonna had to create the template for her third assistant so
1: <laughs> right. here's my one. matrix um here's
0: mm-hmm. how you can use it for yourself here's
1: my here's my spreadsheet mm. <laughs> yeah um murray are you Does how does your love of madonna the musician and the you know the personality coming up does that translate into madonna the actor for you does it like I think it that does.
2: i think it does i think i i i'm a I mean, I'm a very harsh critic, Uh but if I love you, my criticism is like totally different. You know what I mean? Like I can Uh recognize, like I can, I, I can watch Shanghai Surprise and be like, this is, this is almost unwatchable. Like it's so painful, but At the same time, I'll still watch it. Like I'll still want to like, look at her giving this performance and also just be curious about like, how did this happen, who, why, (laughs) why God, why? And because also I think, I I don't know. Like I remember watching Evita and being like, I think this is actually amazing, Mm. but I don't know if it really is, or I just feel that way because I am so, inspired by her. And I feel like this is such a perfect melding of who she is and material. And this, you know, this director is obviously great and all the things. So I was sort of like, I I really love this and think it's really an extraordinary piece, but maybe it's not. And I just think that because I really like Madonna, you know, I I feel like that's how I know that I, uh, that it translates to her acting because I'm not sure of my opinion.
1: And I'm always (laughs) sure of my opinion. With Evita, especially- That's one thing you look for Madonna.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm always sure.
1: With Evita, especially because it's a sung-through musical movie, I do feel like while I appreciate it, I have the same sort of relationship to you that I'm like, I think this is good. I could see where somebody could watch it and not have an appreciation for either sung-through musicals Madonna, like if you're just like oh, three sure. steps yeah, away yeah, from yeah. like what it is, you could just be like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm watching.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, and I feel like but I feel like that's true of any musical theater. Like, I feel like if you yeah. bring in someone who's not into musical theater and they're like, Why is everyone singing right now? Like what's yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> what what, right, what exactly. is this world? So I think that's and particularly yeah. when it's like about Ava Perón. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, the, you know, I love I love a political musical.
0: Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> There's not enough of these. <laughs> right. There's not
2: enough Argentinian set in political Argentina musicals. One, yes. <laughs>
0: we'll it's a list of, of one, really. <laughs> I know,
2: it's, indeed. We need to get like the new Allende musical.
0: <laughs> we need to get that going. Yeah. I feel like
2: musicals are their own their own reality to begin with.
1: Do you remember watching Dick Tracy? Do you remember like seeing Dick Tracy when it came out?
2: I was trying to remember. I, I saw it in the theater, but I was trying to remember like, who did I, who would I have seen this with? I don't know anybody who would have been willing to go see Dick (laughs) Tracy, except for John, you know, like, or maybe Beano, but like, (laughs) you know, it it was, it was a very limited list of people that would have gone to it with. They
0: came out before we met.
2: Yeah, it was the ninety? late came 80s? came out in, in
0: June of 1990. Is that before we met? We met the fall of
2: 1990. Math is hard. It yeah. is hard.
1: <laughs> it was just a few and months time is you crazy. crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it probably
1: would be yeah. like your high school so, theater friends. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which, no, definitely okay. not. <laughs> I guess, I don't even remember what my high school friends thought of Madonna. I think they sort of liked her as a pop star, but couldn't understand, like, my...
0: Your deep devotion up. to her. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I think they were just sort of like, okay, you know, she's yeah. like, I like that song she does. But yeah, so I do, I can't remember and I, I can't remember like what theater I saw it in, but I do remember having like a very agitated discussion afterwards about like how, you know, she was the only thing that was like, really like grounded and engaged in it and Mm -hmm. you know all I wanted was like I was so annoyed that they kept cutting away from her songs to like show me Warren Beatty running down the street (laughs) in a yellow coat I was like why am I caring about this shot you know let's go back and then you know all of her songs got interrupted by Al Pacino. I was all pissed off about that. <laughs> <Like, laughs> you know, I just I I vaguely remember having a long diatribe, and somebody was like, "Because the movie's not about her, <laughs> it's, it's not her movie."
0: So,
1: but it should be.
2: <laughs> it should be. It really should.
1: It should be. And well, yeah, it's it's weird when we talk about the actual movie. I think one of the reasons why she does look grounded because like, it's just like a handful of characters that don't have such severe makeup on that makes them look like cartoons. Right, right. (laughs) So there's like Warren Beatty, the filmmaker sort of telling us like, these people are the real people and she's one of the real people, but she's always in that criminal world. So it softens her, it makes her look like, it draws your, she's so, first of all, so fucking beautiful in it and shot so well. And so she draws your eye naturally. I think where my eye wants to go to her because
2: yeah, well, mm-hmm. and she's also lit. Like it, when yeah. you watch it, her lighting is slightly. She always has a key light on her all the time. Yeah, yeah. She's got that crazy blonde wig that's like yeah. like, that's like platinum Afro blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. I feel like they also just set her up for success for her face, like because she's almost yeah. always wearing like a dark dress with a low neckline. So it's mm-hmm. just like her shoulders and head and hair that is, yeah. like, glowing, in, you know, mm-hmm. in the space. And I think, again, as you say, like, the rest of the world is so part, sort of, 2D almost. Yeah, Definitely. That I do feel like he did her a lot of, which is interesting, because I don't think of him as doing her a lot of favors, but, <laughs> but he did her a lot of favors in the movie, I feel like, in order to sort of highlight what, what, is, what works about her and her performance.
1: Do want to do the trivia now? I'll do some trivia. I'll oh, trivia. trivia. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Go to you. <laughs> well, so Murray, I texted John and I was like, so excited to meet Murray. Do you know like what her level of Madonna knowledge is? And he was like, definitely lifelong fan. I'm not sure how like deep she goes. So,
0: like like I was like, I don't think if you'd be like, what's the what's the name of this remix? I think you'd be like, I don't (laughs) know.
2: I bet it's got some religious name. I don't know. That's all
0: I know. Or
1: something. It's like
2: the the Shep Pettibone. Yeah, Shower Puss
1: or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Junior Vasquez in the house. (laughs) This trivia is like now because I've been doing asking trivia questions on every episode. They're getting more and more obscure. So.
2: The name of her dog
1: toy yeah <laughs> yeah okay here's the first question this is all i'm trying to keep it related to dick tracy one of her songs on i'm breathless songs from an inspired there's like a, what's the album it's it's like, songs I'm from right. an inspired by the film dick tracy dick tracy right so <laughs> thank she, you john flynn i guess
2: john flynn knows the trivia
0: <laughs> <said>. i don't <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know it but i don't know you know yeah i yeah. know, what I, know yeah. I know what you're saying
1: so one of the songs that's not in the movie but inspired by the movie something to remember later resurfaced on her ballad as the title of her ballads collection Mm -hmm. Sort of like, like greatest hits, but all ballads and with three new songs on it. And one of those songs was a Marvin Gaye cover, I Want You, that she did with Massive Attack. The video for the I Want You.
2: Oh my God. This is like was a it? deep dive into the so, question. Geez, I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted for you. Dear God. We're at Jeez. the setup okay. for the first one. I mean, no, we haven't gotten to the question yet.
1: It, it's all like basically like it's just you're going to have to guess because you'll be like, how the fuck would I know this? Okay. The video for, for I Want You was based on a short story called A Telephone Call. That short story was written by, here's your five choices.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, you're a writer, Oh my
2: God. Good is my gonna oh yeah, it? no, I'm sure I know it. I'm
1: sure. Okay. This short story, A Telephone Call, was written by either, there's five choices. Okay. Dorothy Parker, Anais Nin, James Baldwin, Sylvia Plath, or Truman Capote.
2: Oh, see? And those are all such good choices for her. Right? I totally could buy her doing any of those things. Sylvia Plath? I feel like it's going to end up being her, but that would be the one I would eliminate early
1: okay i'll tell you you're on the right track okay you're that's a good move you've got i feel like
2: <laughs> i feel like james baldwin is right up her street now but at mm-hmm. the time although it's massive attack so
1: I, i'm gonna say go with your gut right now okay Keep following your okay. gut. okay
2: so what does that leave that leaves dorothy parker truman capote and what was the second one anais Nin. Anais Nin. I mean, does N.I.E.S. Nin write stories about the telephone calls? <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that's kind of the gimme, but oh, I'm gonna go with N.I.E.S. Nin.
0: Okay, John, what's your answer? I'll go with James Baldwin.
2: Oh, see, okay. I think it's gonna be Dorothy Parker.
1: Yes, go with, yes, it's Dorothy (laughs) Parker.
2: That's why he said go with
0: your gut. I know.
2: It's just because (laughs) I feel like I I can't think of Dorothy Parker wanting anything that relates to I Want You. Like, I feel like she was so sort of aggressively desexualized in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm.
1: The short story is about a, a woman waiting for her lover to call and questioning her societal roles as if, female in this thing of like how can, aggressive can i be can i Ooh. make the first move that's a, that's what i gained like what i learned from reading Sun. from google online. yeah yeah <laughs> what's that story about
2: Okay, so well, yeah, I mean, again, that's so on brand for her. Yeah, I'll have to read. I, I, I would like to read that story. I, that's I, I think of that. Dorothy Parker as so as such a comic writer as well. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think of her as doing right. a sort of that. But yeah, okay, so for, fail, fail, on the, <laughs> fail on the trivia question. I don't know. I
1: think it was a. I think it was a, for something that would, was really just like a toss-up. I think you did yeah. really well yeah. in <laughs> sussing it out, logic-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Now, as we talked about, Uh I'm Breathless has songs that are in the movie and songs inspired by the movie. Uh One of the songs that Madonna wrote was supposed to be actually in the movie, but it was considered, quote, not good enough. And that quote is not, is from mark andrews who wrote song by song madonna oh, okay. i don't know who said <laughs> that it was not good enough that's his like assessment uh-huh. so one of these songs on i'm breathless was supposed to be featured in the movie okay it's not okay but here's it's your not. choices he's a man with the gun in his hand okay. bow,
2: bow. i think that one's in the movie
1: isn't it it's no it's not no okay. Second one was Something to Remember. Mm-hmm. The third one is Hanky Panky. The fourth one is Back in Business. And the fifth one is Cry Baby. One of those was supposed to be in the movie.
0: Oh, good <laughs> Lord.
2: I feel like, I'm. I, again, I have no idea. Something to Remember feels to me very tonally different
0: mm-hmm. from the movie. Gotcha. Um, I
2: feel like it's what's the what can you lose I feel like they have they sort of have the ballad covered mm-hmm, right. and something to remember I feel like it's is such a ballady song I don't know how they would fit it in the movie mm-hmm. so I feel like because Baby, I feel like actually I can understand if you don't if you didn't like it but I feel like it is tonally incredibly appropriate for the movie
1: right uh, it could fit in the world like yeah. it could have been something that Breathless is singing in the club yeah very yeah. easily
2: and the same with I thought back
0: again I thought back in business was in the in the movie back in business there is a song Sondheim wrote a song called back in business which right. is a movie but that's not the song that she sings on the album
2: okay
0: so that's why I, I don't think remember that's the her answer. Version. Yeah, that I mean You, that's... you know her, her version that's the one that it goes slow and fast She's like I'm going to show you good got you put me back da, 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 oh, back in Okay, business.
2: okay yeah, yeah, yeah that's and her and version that, of it
0: that's yeah, not in and, the movie
2: okay so yeah well that will, then let's go with John then cuz I I, <laughs> I cuz I actually again I do think her version would have fit and in, fit into the movie
1: so I totally. agree with you guys and that's true it is back in business was intended to be in the movie they didn't think it was good enough and then steven sondheim wrote a song called back in business that they put in like just like a few weeks before the movie was came out like he finished it and put it in back in business
0: He loves a last minute out of town song.
2: Right. (laughs) He was like he's like riding it in the cab, you know, like (laughs) as
0: he's being taken (sighs) to his airplane.
2: That's too bad because her her song is good. But his his is good good too.
1: (laughs) He can write it too. When, I, when yeah. I heard it in the movie, I was sort of like knowing that fact. I was like, I think her version would have worked in this scene. Yeah. It's, in that, sure. like, it's like an inaction sequence kind of montage.
0: Yeah. And I wonder, though, like Warren Beatty was like, I can't tell Steve that we're going to go with a Madonna song instead of one of his.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although it sounds like maybe he wrote it because they needed a song that was about back in business and they didn't like her. Right. More yeah. than like right. they both wrote it. it he was, was like, like, but
1: I wrote a back in business <laughs> song. <laughs>
2: What Wait a menace!
1: Uh, In Stephen a happy Sondheim, twist, his version of Vogue. He's like, I also wrote a song called Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> Erotica. Oh,
0: well,
2: this is my take.
1: His rap is very different.
2: Yeah, but equally
0: powerful.
1: <laughs> okay, this is the last. This is the last question.
0: Okay, these are good.
1: Do, enjoying, okay, good. I'm learning okay, so
0: good, much. It's learning.
1: So around the same time as we've discussed that Dick Tracy came out. is also the Immaculate Collection in the same sort of time frame. New song, one of the new songs on that, Justify My Love. I vaguely remember it. (laughs) (laughs) it (laughs) I vaguely remember that happening. (laughs) So the demo version of Justify My Love played for Madonna by Lenny Kravitz was written by a woman named Ingrid Chavez. Chavez, Chavez. She was like a prince protege, and year, years later ended up getting like a, I think a kind of a big payout because she was not credited as a writer on "Justify My Love" originally. It was just Lenny Kravitz and Madonna, and then it came to be that like she was like I actually kind of wrote that song completely. BT Dubs, <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> my song. But okay. and then like just just recently she released Ingrid Chavez released like her version of it, which fine. <laughs> Which got a
2: huge universal acclaim. <laughs> became incredibly famous.
1: One of the projects she was also working on at this time in the like late 80s and early 90s, Ingrid was working with Prince and he wanted to do she was like a she wrote poetry and he wanted to do um album of poetry with like him playing music with it. And they did. I'm going to tell you the names of some of the the tracks, the poems okay. on this, <laughs> and so you're going to tell is, me which one you think is not real.
2: Okay, so I'm guessing which of these poems recorded by Prince, written by Ingrid Chavez is not real. Yeah. Okay, yeah, on this Madonna trivia. <laughs> well,
1: there's a reason. There's a reason for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Trust the process, Mark. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, okay.
0: I'm, 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 I'm centering myself. I'm sorry.
2: <clears throat> Building my circle. You go.
1: One of them's called Slappy Dappy.
2: <laughs> oh God, I want it. I want to read that so good.
1: One of them's okay. called Elephant Box. Whispering. Dandelions, Mayhem of Mothers, or Jade Stone. One of those is fake. Do you want to hear them again?
2: Yeah, I do. I really do.
1: <laughs> Lappy Dappy, <laughs> mm-hmm. Elephant Box, Whispering Dandelions, mm-hmm. Mayhem of Mothers, and that, Jade awesome. Stone.
2: I'm going to go purely on an emotional level, Mm -hmm. I'm
0: gonna go with the one that's not real is Whispering Dandelions.
1: Okay, John, do you have an opinion?
0: That was the one I was thinking, but then for fun, I'll go with Jade Stone. Uh That was
1: my second guess. Okay, the made up one that I made up is Mayhem of Mothers. (gasps) That was the one I first thought, but then I was like, oh.
2: And I also think I have Madonna in my head, and so I was like, Madonna would definitely like know somebody who wrote a poem called "Mayhem of Mothers."
1: <laughs> so
2: I want to read that poem, Eric. I think you should write it.
1: Well, here is the thing. So <laughs> uh, I should write "Mayhem of Mothers," and yeah. will follow up with that. Yeah, but fact, so find fact, an unproduced, it. an unreleased Prince track to go underneath <laughs> yeah. it. Exactly. I so I start. I listened to some of these because oh. you can find them on YouTube, and I was like. So we know that like Madonna was willing to just at that point be like, I'll listen to this demo by Ingrid Chavez and Lenny Kravitz and I'll just kind of do it and then just be like, but I did it. (laughs) It's mine now. And then I'll fall short of making a direct accusation. But I (laughs) do think that (laughs) slappy dappy, Mm -hmm. when you hear it, I'm like, this is where she like found the inspiration for Rodica," Because it's a very sound wise, it's got like, whip sounds in it and it's very much like playing with like I'm I'm a slappy dappy doll like I'm your slappy doll mm-hmm. it well, sounds like slap- hanky panky yeah yeah. It, it's very like it has it doesn't have the same sort of like relationship as Dita's character in erotica to like I'm like I'm the mistress I'm the like I'm the one who's only the one who, this is more like the beta role of like I'm the one getting kind of hit or mm-hmm. rep- slapped around, but it feels like the springboard. I'll be a slappy dappy Only there to make you happy And if you cry, I won't ask why I'll just kiss you till you dry
0: You heard Slapy it first dandy. here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Slappy and Eric dandy.
2: is making a clear accusation.
0: Erotica <laughs> <laughs> 0.5. <laughs> right? for anybody
1: was stolen. Anybody who previously worked for Maverick Records, I hope you're listening. <laughs> yes, you can reach me directly at 917-676. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your slap dappy The
0: Slap-Happy Doll.
1: Sad and and See, I'm smiling. all right so cool now let's talk about dick tracy
0: Alrighty. so here's my little blurb so dick tracy is a crime comedy film based on the 1930s comic strip character created by chester gould warren beatty produced directed and starred in the film it was written by jim cash and jack epps jr it stars al pacino madonna glenn headley and charles corzmo with appearances by dustin hoffman charles Durney, and mandy patinkin Catherine O'Hara, James Kahn, Kathy Bates, Estelle Parsons, and Dick Van Dyke. It was released on June 15, 1990, and made $162.7 million off a budget of $46 million. It has a 61% rating on Rotten Tomato, with the consensus being Dick Tracy is stylish, unique, and an undeniable technical triumph, but it ultimately struggles to rise above its two-dimensional artificiality. It was, however, nominated for seven Academy Awards, Best Supporting Actor for Al Pacino, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, and Best Sound, and it won for Best Art Direction, Best Makeup, and Best Original Song for Sooner or Later, music and lyrics by Steven Sondheim. There's hair do is in that. Yeah, you know that scene where, where Big Boy Caprice has got all the different like crime people around the table? She's yeah. one of those.
2: I, I didn't real I didn't remember Kathy Bates in it. And I was she's, watching. She's just, okay. No, I know. But <laughs> yeah. I was watching that scene. And I was like, oh my god, is that Kathy Bates? And why? <laughs> why? 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 Is it, like, she needed
0: the health insurance
1: weeks.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, did she need a boat? Like, what did they pay her to do this? Secretary
1: scene. Was that was it post misery or pre misery?
0: It was pre misery. So she oh, was just like okay. a character. Okay, like yeah, she was around. a character. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she wasn't yeah.
2: Kathy Bates yet. No,
0: she was. She was, was. Yes. <laughs> not <on> capital K, Cavity <laughs> B, <Right>. <laughs> Yeah,
2: she was not Slappity Dappity
0: like...
1: Bates yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Slappity Dappity Bates. Didn't even know
2: Ingrid Chaudes. She,
0: <laughs> she was nobody.
2: And and how do you say Glenn Headley's name? Is it Headley or
0: Headley? I think it's Headley, but I could be okay. wrong. That sounds no, very was, like. Uh, I was
2: happy to hear you say that because I was like, I never know how to say her name, and I love her. And yeah. I was watching the movie, and I was like, I don't, I still don't know how to say. her name. She was name. a
0: last-minute casting. It was originally Sean Young. And they did after two days of filming, they fired her. So they had to redo all the stuff with her. Oh,
2: God, Sean Young. Oh. I feel like I'm going to meet her in the afterlife and she's going to be like the nicest woman on the planet. <laughs> and I have totally bought into all the like propaganda against her. Yeah, was going go to be
1: help. like, no, here's what really happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're going to be like, wait, like, what? <laughs> I, I told Warren
2: too? Beatty I didn't want to have yeah. sex with him. And they told yeah. me I was difficult. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> she
0: claims is that she re- she rebuffed his advances.
2: Oh that really? True? That's
0: what she I says. I don't yeah. know if I believe that,
2: but I, I and also, if you're Warren Beatty, like, are you really, are do you really care if if somebody rebuffs your advance? Like, you've had yeah, sex I mean, with like hundred thousand people, like, right,
0: and currently having sex with Madonna.
2: Yeah, like, are you like, oh, but Sean Young? It's my life is empty without her. Like, <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. I do feel like overall, like, this movie, watching it last night and the night before, it is like such this moment of like a boys' club. Mm-hmm. sort of thing yeah. with that like feels like al pacino the dustin hawk like i feel like they were just like on set being like just let dustin do his thing <laughs> and like thinking like that trust like, me we did it together. together you gotta yeah, just, like, let uh... go. <laughs> wow, just let dustin go wow that was wow, john Flynn. <laughs> and like everybody <laughs> behind was, the set was that like was cold like holding back like laughter like trying to be like quiet on like on the side be like oh my god he's so funny and
0: it's like it's not that funny Right. Yeah. And then poor Kathy Bates is in the corner like, hmm, as long as this check clears. Right. I'm so glad I won that, Tony. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I feel like the, the things that I don't like about the movie, I think work in its favor because I think it's also like it was interesting rewatching it because it's it's such a world that doesn't work now. It's sort of like mm-hmm. now they're trying to do Superman where it's like dark and edgy and it's like it's Superman. Right. Like it's not it, The (laughs) the story isn't designed to do that. So I feel like the the fact that like Warren Beatty is such a kind of empty vessel works for Dick Tracy. And the fact that the whole world is 2D and there is very little sort of real emotion or grounded organic moments in it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it actually serves the movie because it's so sort of committed to the artifice of it. It's so sort of committed to he's a he's a tough guy cop and he does what's right, you know, and She's a, you know, villainous seductress. Like, it's designed to be simplistic and archetypal.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: I feel like the Old Boys Club works for that because it's
0: so based in nothing. I get what you're saying, but to me, actually, I feel like Warren Beatty is, like, the least successful element of the movie because I think, like... When you think of Dick Tracy, like I don't really have a sense of that character. You know what I mean? But, like I know, but do like, you, I,
2: does he? Like I don't know the I don't know the comics, but it seems like he doesn't have a character in the comics. It seems like he just is like the good guy cop,
0: right? Which I think is kind of boring. Oh, and yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think the fact that that like Warren Beatty plays him kind of almost like befuddled or like just sort of mm-hmm. like doesn't ha- make a strong choice when he's around. Like again, like all of these other characters who are like literal cartoons like he like he Madonna and Glenn Headley are the only two that didn't spend three and a half hours in the makeup chair every day yeah. and I almost think like I wish he had a stronger take on it maybe somehow to like exist in the world because like I do like so much of the visual stuff is really fun you mm-hmm. know and it is sort of fun that's like every red is this one shade of red like and, uh, and then, like, yeah, it's and very it's his primary and her and his hat and it's on the wall and it's and it's all that and all that is fun but I feel like him having this kind of I don't know, almost too grounded character. I almost was thinking, uh, what's his name from those naked gun movies? Like oh, the lead Leslie. guy that. like Leah, if he did, if he did something like, if he like something like that big of a take of like a, like almost like a, like a broader or more committed take on like justice, I think might've uh-huh. worked, would have made it come alive more to me. I was thinking.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately why, why uh, there's so many reasons I don't like the movie, but I think why it doesn't work for me is because I, I don't think he wanted to do something interesting and different with it. I feel like sure. he was trying to make the cartoon into or make the comic into a movie,
0: right. without
2: commenting on it and without doing any like without right. like doing he was, I think he
0: was probably too worried to like it would veer into camp. But it's also yeah. like you have flat top and prune face characters. Uh, I can't. <laughs> and it's like I can't it's okay. <laughs>
2: and, and I also like I, in, in fairness, I also I just hate like heavy prosthetics. I don't mm-hmm. like the way they look. No my, like sure. in any movie. Like I just find it really unpleasant to look at those characters.
0: It's also tough now because I have the not to brag, but I watch the I have the Blu-ray. Well, and of so you like do. <laughs> But it's that thing of like, oh right, this was not made for high def. You know, like and there's like there's a couple shots. There's one shot, especially with the actor who plays Flat Top, where like, oh, his makeup is two different color. Like it's so much more apparent with like that level of definition. Yeah, you know, and also like the kids, the kids freckles are like very like community theater freckles. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: I feel like the kid is very community theater just across the board.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, it's know, also tough because like, he's got the, I mean, it's like, because they're all dressed like they're guys and dolls, yeah. you know what I mean? like, and,
2: But I feel like they were like, this kid, like, fit the costume, so that's what uh,
0: they. They initially wanted Macaulay Culkin, but he did Home Alone instead. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: I, bet, and I bet he's
1: right sad choice. about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shocks! I, I think that, like, just to tag on to what we were just talking about, I understand, I feel like this was like Warren Beatty wanting to, do something like he, he, at this point he's like in his early to mid fifties, right? He's like thinking about his youth and like wanting to do something for like kids today that that resonates with the child in him, right? Like to be right. Like, I so love I mean, he left as a kid, yeah, yeah. And I kind of want to do this, and I think he just like didn't have the creativity or like kind of chutzpah to, like marry the two worlds with like late 80s and what he loved. I, when I think about like Steven Spielberg having the same impulse with Raiders of the Lost Ark mm, like yeah. wanting to do something from his childhood and yeah. make it for a modern audience and how successful that was or like whoever the makers of Stranger Things yeah, like right, our generation brothers, yeah. being like, like oh this is what we did I want People today to feel this excitement about like this early '80s stuff, and I think doing that really well. And this, for some reason, just doesn't add up. It doesn't like click.
2: Yeah, well, it's funny though because I also feel like the moments that don't work are for me the most interesting moments. Like the the moment, like the Glenn Headley moments where she's by herself. I feel Mm -hmm. like I feel like Glenn Headley is sort of in her own movie a little bit. Sure, which
0: I think also works because she is the. She's like the the normal person in this world right. of cops and robbers.
2: Yeah, which is it good, but I greenhouse. feel like she's yeah, she's like
0: <laughs> all right, just your average <laughs> greenhouse worker girl exactly. in a big city. <laughs> what city? New York, Chicago? It doesn't matter. It greenhouse. Doesn't matter. There's tall buildings. There's very Dayton, tall Ohio. buildings. <laughs> They're next house.
2: <laughs> I hope I hope it's Dayton, but I feel like it. It's, The problem is, is that I feel like there are moments or like the moment with the kid where the kid like takes his name in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like like the moments that are sort of more, quote, realistic, grounded moments. Mm -hmm. I I feel like there is the seed of something really sort of compelling there. But they're so busy trying to get back to the world of the comic and back to the world of everything is kind of black and white, no pun intended, but you know what I mean? That it's almost worse. I feel like it could have been a very, the moments that that work that don't work make
0: show us how little the whole thing works as a complete unit. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I agree with you because there's a way in which I think it's not like anything's bad, but it doesn't, I feel like ultimately it doesn't congeal. Like it yeah. doesn't all feel like a complete move. Like it's not all the same tone or all the yeah. same sort of universe. Yeah.
2: Well, and so much though so, what I was funny watching, because I also had forgotten how like how dirty breathless is. Okay. Like there's, yeah. like I had forgotten how sort of graphic some of those, you know, and, and again, even the body language, she's doing this like presentational BDSM pose. And then she climbs on his desk and, you know, right. there's all this stuff. And I was like, it kind of reminded me of, of, not to go off topic, but it kinda of reminded me of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves with Alan Rickman <laughs> playing the sheriff and they said that Tom Stoppard had rewritten all of his dialogue.
1: Uh-huh. And
2: and it's th- that same feeling I was like, did they did somebody else write her dialogue? Because I feel like her dialogue is in a slightly different movie than all of his dialogue.
1: Where well, it's like every yeah. single line isn't in your window. Yeah. But yeah. but
2: like a Fair, you
1: know, pretty yeah. graphic, <laughs> yeah. and there's a yeah, lot right. of you
2: know. Again, there's the it's to me the sort of fetishy bondish thing is is very kinky to have in this children's movie,
0: right? You know? Well, and Disney was like, we can't release this, so they <laughs> they gave it to Touchstone, which was their like adult. Uh, oh you right, know. they're
2: grown up. Brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the like and it, and also the the to your point, Eric, about like the old boys club. You know the the lack of commentary about her is so. Inter- like Al Pacino slaps her a bunch of times. You know she has <laughs> a line about like you don't know if you want to hit me or kiss me. I get a lot of that. Like I'm like nowadays you just you just don't show somebody slapping a woman and not have some kind of commentary about it.
0: Yeah, it some sort of comeuppance or yeah. Yeah,
2: we have to we have to have somebody have a line about like you don't. We don't hit agree
1: me. with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this right, not like he doesn't it. get he. I mean, like. He's just a bad guy in general, I guess. Big Boy, is that his yeah, name? Yeah. Big Boy Big Caprice. Boy. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to think about that too, like how they would have that different now. But I guess just because he's supposed to be like a jerk in general. Is that like <laughs> Yeah. Like, Not one that's specific. Yeah. yeah. But also like watching Dick Tracy's kind of a jerk also when he like his oh, interrogation yeah. methods oh, yeah are like he's like, not a for, good cop he's being like no he's like he's, he's, on, he's on our side, side of, but he's not a good cop yeah yeah it's just like i can be terrible because the criminals are terrible so i can right. like treat them bad
0: well and it's also super
2: convenient that they all look like weird misshapen lumps because that's yeah. really easy to know who the bad guys are like yeah. it's like oh well you don't have a, a you know a head the size of a rocket ship so you're a good guy
1: you must be okay yeah.
2: And that's a convenient world to live in, <laughs> be nice. you know? Although it's also funny because I do feel like I was, I was having my, my eternal dilemma watching her in it. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I find her riveting to watch, but is it just because she's beautiful and because I'm a huge fan and was a huge fan at the time, or is mm-hmm. it because she's actually giving good performance? And I sort of feel like for me, I think she is giving good performance in the, because, like Gavita, it's feeding all of her bad habits. Her insecurity, her self-consciousness, her reliance on tropes to fill in blanks. Mm-hmm. I feel like that all works in, in this movie because the movie is self-conscious and artificial. And because her character is so insecure and is so desperate for... Warren Beatty slash Dick Tracy's approval and acknowledgement and respect. And I feel like all of those things feed her performance, actually make it quite sort of touching until her last moment, like sort of pathos-laden performance in what is a big cartoon movie,
0: you know? I think so too. I think this is one of her better performances Yeah, like, over her career. It's quite lovely in a lot of ways.
2: Uh, but, then, but then I was like, that last moment where she's talking, I'm like, what are you doing? What's happening here? Like, I felt like, I felt like it was like the end of a long day. And she was like, what if I just like, don't do anything?
0: <laughs> the camera's really close. Yeah. What if I, like, do
2: what if I just be pretty and die? <laughs> is that, is that, is that powerful? Okay. I'm going to say some words too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess because of like the PG rating, is it PG? Yeah. It's PG. Yeah. I guess like they just have to let her like slip away peacefully. Yeah. But like in real life yeah. she would have been like vomiting blood. She got shot sure, in the this, stomach. A this few is not times.
0: Martin Scorsese's Dick Tracy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, it's Dick Tracy on the mean streets.
1: She's her bowels release.
2: <laughs> she's just she's just there like screaming fuck and like yeah. short shooting heroin. Yeah. <laughs> it's really
1: She it's, goes in to kiss him and like yeah, just like pukes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny stuff, you guys.
1: That he <laughs>
0: throws her down stuff. that shaft that a big boy just yeah. fell down. <laughs> oh, God. We Gross. see her broken, so,
2: battered like, body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Good
0: times. <laughs> we weren't meant to be,
2: at least not in this lifetime,
0: but you gave me some.
2: was fun, though, to revisit. And also, I did like the sort of nods to essentially Breathless and Tess Trueheart are really the only two not idiots in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah, they're the two right. who sort of like know what's going on and are playing the game and playing the hand that they've been given. Whereas right. everybody else is sort of trying to like buck the system. And again, especially because I, I don't think. I don't know much about Warren Beatty, but I don't picture we would get on terribly well if if we spent time together, you know, especially given that and the paradigm that it's in. I do feel like those there are I did appreciate those brief nods to, you know, female capability for surviving a world that is not designed for them. Yeah, particularly in 1990, you know. When we weren't, we weren't concerned about such things. No.
1: So. Max was in full swing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Harvey, Harvey, was, Harvey was running he, his empire. He was coming Harvey.
1: to his own as well, yes. Yeah.
2: It does make you wonder, like, if we shot it now and Sean Young was cast, would she get to keep her part?
0: <laughs> or would it still, would it still be the same right. story? Would there have been uproar on social media?
2: Yeah. Everybody's. Sean Young
0: stands
1: activated. <laughs> oh, they're
0: powerful. You do not want, to. right? You don't want to 1990? fuck with that. No, 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 not <laughs> no. At
2: all. It's so. It's just so. Like, I feel like I can't. I can't wait for the Sean Young documentary that will come out in another five or ten years. I can't wait to <laughs> to get like the all of the filthy gossip. You know,
1: because Has she written a book. She, I feel like she, she must she, have. She,
2: I mean, she's Sean Young. Like, isn't that her thing? Like, I, you did me wrong.
1: I'm gonna gonna go I'm gonna tell everybody
2: about it uh, which could be true we
0: weren't meant to
2: It's funny. I just I pulled up a thing of like you know Madonna movies because I was trying to like place
0: uh-huh. this in her oeuvre. Sure, mm-hmm. sure.
2: And I didn't realize it was like two or three years after Who's That Girl,
0: which I yeah, loved. That's uh, not a common opinion.
2: Oh, I know everybody fucking <laughs> hates it, and and that's fair. It's very that's a fair opinion. It's a terrible movie, but I I love it. I do too. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I feel like she hasn't quite. I know it's a couple years later, but there are there were moments watching Dick Tracy where I felt like she was a little bit slipping into that, like, baby cupid doll thing that she does and mm-hmm. Who's That Girl? And,
0: yeah.
2: And it doesn't work for Breathless. Like, it doesn't... Because she, she's not a Cupie doll. She's just a, right. a
1: vamp. vamp. She's a vamp, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, it's like she goes into that, like, You don't know if you want to hit me or kiss me. Yeah. She She does. Like baby talk.
2: Yeah. And that that whole scene, like, because it starts, she, it's, she starts off with one voice and then twice in it, she slips into that, who's that girl voice, but then comes back. But it's interesting because I feel like she hadn't quite, she was like, I'm wearing the same wig. So I, I, I I don't know how to change, you know, I don't know how to change that up, but.
1: I wonder whose idea it was to have her character like constantly have like a, a bottle of, and a glass of champagne in her hands. <laughs> I know. She was she like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And he's like, here, we go. They, they did a few
0: shots where her hands were going crazy. Yeah. More we need to ground her.
1: <laughs> we need to, we need to <laughs> give her something, you guys. Madonna, can you just try it again? Just put your hands at your side. Just hold them at your sides. And <laughs> they just like curl and then she was up like, "This, yeah, tense balls. You don't know whether you want to hit me or kiss me. <laughs> they're like, try it again.
0: No, yeah. It's like or interpretive dance. Like, I've got an idea. What if you're pouring a glass of champagne? Wait a
1: minute. Wait, <laughs> I, And
2: actually, yeah. it did drive me crazy when the, that first moment, that first encounter where he comes in and she's off screen yes. in her black underwear. That- and, <laughs> and she holds up the champagne glass to the light. And then she throws out the champagne. I was like, is there a bug in there? Like, what? <laughs> what's,
0: like, you always <laughs> throw out the first pour. <laughs>
2: Like, I was like, one, like, who holds the champagne up to the light? Like, what, is, it what, is, just, what are you like,
1: doing?
2: Flat? I, I assume, but it's <laughs> like, bubbles. or you can just look at it, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just such a, it's such a bogus moment that I was like, I feel like they're like, we want to make sure we get your arm and your profile so we can do we this full shot of your, your silhouette. But we have no excuse for doing that. So let's—you're holding the champagne up to the light, and
0: and <laughs> then throw it away.
1: Like <laughs> maybe she's throwing one out for lips, wasn't right lips manless? That's what the I previous. thought was so
0: funny about that, because right before that is when Dick Tracy comes in to like arrest Big Boy for the first time, and she's in that uh, white outfit, which I thought she looked gorgeous in. Mm-hmm. and then she like goes in there and it's like 30 seconds later she's gotten naked she's in a totally different outfit she's got yeah. that see-through top and I don't know if it was the the Blu-ray of it all but like you could see her nipples in that like it's yeah. I was like oh that's wow yeah she got naked fast <laughs> She sure did,
2: and and also like I, well, I actually had the thought with has a lot about the black underwear. I was like, "Were you wearing the black underwear under the white dress?" Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that would have shown through. So, yeah. did you
0: change your underwear? That seems like, ill advised.
2: <laughs> just, <laughs> I was having a long dialogue in my head about like the undergarments under that white dress. Um, <clears throat>
1: But yeah, you no, that, she's, if I feel he, like her character's whole arc, Breathless, this whole thing, is that she's kind of like she's in this world. She wants to just be a singer. She wants she wants to be a good person, which is like her like trying to get with Dick Tracy in the beginning, like when she first meets him. She's like he's a good guy, and she kind of wants him to re- rescue her. And then I think that like his rejection of her is what spurns her into going deeper into the crime stuff. Or was she? Oh. All- is that like?
0: I don't know, I'm because it's not like she liked Lips Manless. Like, I do like that scene. She's like, "Can I like?" <laughs> yeah. imagine, it
2: makes, me, makes sick me sick to sing? watch you eat. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. was she gonna try to pull a stunt on him before Big Boy came in? I feel Ooh. like she, I feel like she's always got an eye on like what's the next move. Like, I don't think she was just yeah. like, "I've got, I, I booked my singing gig. I'm just gonna do this for a few years."
2: Yeah, like I, I don't know that I think she wants to be a singer. Really, I think she's just moving up the ranks. I mean, I don't think mm. she doesn't like singing. Yeah, but I feel like I don't I don't see this movie as like a, a, a young singer just, you know, seeking something. Got caught stardom, up in the wrong crowd. Got caught up with a bad boy. <laughs> and, you know, like, I feel like she's, I feel like she wants to have power. And the best way for her to have power is to be a,
1: a crime you know, lord.
2: Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, although she fails pretty miserably at that. And that's another quick change, too. There's some scene where she's, I don't know what the name is. The, face the Blank. The, yeah, the that's Blank. What that's, what what that's what
1: it's called. it's called. The Blank, yeah. Yeah, and then like, seconds later, she's singing in the club. Yeah, like she's in the yeah. club
2: in the middle of a number with like 12 other dancers and in like full makeup and
1: mm-hmm. outfit. Well, was she like, could wow, wear that underneath that face. That-
0: that thing on
2: her face that's gonna ruin
1: her lip she's got that red lip (laughs) no it doesn't because when they pull the mask off at the very end when she dies (laughs) lip is is...
0: that's where her Mm. money should have gone and just this makeup line
2: right it was like it was like (laughs) pre-mask Day
0: all day come on
2: yeah she could have made a killing yeah and her hair was perfect even though it's been under this mask and a hat it's like well i mean hey it works for spider-man Does it work sure. for Spider-Man?
0: He take whatever he takes his head, his hair is always just fine. Oh yeah,
2: like- particularly Garfield.
0: Yeah, I feel like yeah.
2: <laughs> Andrew Garfield's hair is so down. poofy. Yeah. yeah, Like I'm like, wow, it's like he's like the Breck girl all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like
2: take that mask off and ha! <laughs>
1: yeah, in real life it would be all like sweaty. And, yeah, like it's all yeah, plastered it to his face. Yeah.
2: And mm-hmm. He's so adorable I love him,
1: <laughs> <That>
0: Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Well, it's Um, funny you mentioned that, because have you seen any of the these sort of (laughs) weird Dick Tracy things that Warren Beatty has done in the last couple of years? Because I think because the thing with Spider-Man, the reason why they keep rebooting it is that Sony needs to be doing something with the property or they lose the right. They lose it. Yeah. And I think the same thing has happened with Warren Beatty and Dick Tracy. He's done these two different interviews. One was with Leonard Maltin, where he is Dick Tracy. He's Leonard Maltin is interviewing him as Dick Tracy. Talking to him as if, like, he is that's perverse, it's that's weird. weird And then he did another one a few years ago with again with Leonard Maltin and one of the Mankiewicz offspring, where he but he's also Dick Tracy and he's Warren Beatty. It's like weird performance art, and I think it's so bizarre. And especially the most recent one, it's like you know, it's I mean, God bless Warren Beatty, but like, he's what (laughs) in his 70s, like the energy (laughs) level.
1: I think he's he's like in his 80s, he might be 80.
2: I mean, he definitely yeah. seems like somebody who would lie about his age. So however old sure. he says he is, I, I feel like. But he's I think he
0: finally was like, oh, we'll probably get someone else to play Dick Tracy, which is like, you think? Because he still wants to do a sequel. He wants to do he another He wants to one.
1: direct a sequel?
0: I guess so.
2: That's so weird. I didn't know that. And what, like, what is Leonard Maltin asking? Like, how? what's it like fighting crime in the tr- yeah,
0: I don't even know what on. is
2: the 30s. <laughs> when does Dick Tracy happen <laughs> in the 20s? I don't even know. I mean, what, like, how much can they have to talk about Dick Tracy and Leonard They're Maltin? They're like
0: 30 minutes. You can, I mean, like, you can see them on, uh...
2: I'm Googling. I'm Googling right now.
0: Yeah, in 2010, Turner Classic Movies broadcast the Dick Tracy special, shot in late 2008. Beatty enlisted film critic Leonard Maltin to make a 30-minute television special, Was featured Beatty as Tracy in a retrospective interview with Maltin. Maltin explicitly asked the fictional Tracy if Warren Beatty planned to make a sequel to the film, and he responded that he'd heard about it. But Malton needed to ask Beatty himself. Like it's weird.
2: It's funny. The the second thing that comes up in Google is Warren Beatty returns as Dick Tracy in a sequel to one of the weirdest things I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you go. That's what's soothing about excess.
1: Never settle for something less. Something.
0: We, what do you want to talk about the album i'm breathless a little bit sure you haven't talked about that i mean
2: i i don't, I don't i've I, i've often said
0: this it. to me this feels like her doing a bet midler album but there's <laughs> a way in which it is kind of like ballsy of her to be like at like at you know again like at this sort of at this moment where she's like the biggest pop star in the world to be like i'm gonna do a very throwbacky kind of album i'm gonna do weird you know what i mean like it's it's not one that people yeah, think aside of as one
1: from, aside from vogue it's not a super radio friendly album of the yeah of the era just sort of be like i'm gonna do this even if it means that i'd have no songs on the radio or a little bit of hanky panky right yeah
2: yeah i i and i i just feel like it's it's such a good record like i think so yeah you know like it's there i feel like the the warren Beatty song is where it always you know like i have to (laughs) i have to like I have to, like, fast-forward through... Uh, well, now, that's how old so I skip am. You. I have to fast-forward through. I have to fast-forward on my 8-track um, through Through I'm
0: Going Bananas. I have to pick up the needle on this song. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like, I have to skip through I'm Going Bananas and now I'm following you. But I feel like almost everything else on the album is pretty
1: fabulous. Yeah, they're good songs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Her songs, I think, hold their own a Right, sometimes.
2: Yeah, like if you if you do an album and it's like, well, some of it's on time, some of it's me, and I'm like,
1: Okay. Yeah. Like you know,
2: like that's that's a bold move yeah. and it works. Yeah. I can't imagine that, you know, I can't imagine being like, Well, you know, I'm gonna make a movie, it's just gonna be me and Meryl
0: Streep. You know, some Some scenes with Meryl Streep. but most, a two hander yeah, she, A two hander yeah, exactly.
2: You know, I just it's 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 a
1: ballsy move. We just both really respect each other as actors. and <laughs> she's, um, been to,
2: she's been wanting to work <laughs> with me, so I...
1: In a Vanity Fair article around this time, Madonna said that Stephen Sondheim's songs in Dick Tracy were good, but that hers were the real shit. Come on, Madonna. That's her quote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she has to say that. She's talking to Vanity Fair.
1: That's true. They, Vanity Fair wants pull quotes. <laughs> they don't want in-depth stories. I feel,
2: I feel exhausted I'll, now that you said that. I feel tired now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, that, that in that the book, her Rebel Life, um, Steven Sondheim was talking about. It. He said what was so weird when they went to record her his songs for Dick Tracy. He said Madonna insisted on being in the in the control room, like she wasn't like off in the room where you record stuff. She was in. She was recording in the control room because she she said. He said, like, she wanted to be by the engineer or whatever. And so he's like, I was sitting in the room, but I couldn't write notes down because I was in the, like, even like the pencil, uh, like, would do All something. right. Oh, so right. He was like, he was thinking like, oh, it's a D flat, not a D. Um, It's uh, not a da, 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 da. And he was like trying to, like, remember them all because he couldn't do it. But he said she only would do two takes. He was like, it was like... Sh- which I've heard of people say, like she she doesn't like to do a lot of st- takes. Really? She likes to kind of do yeah. It. A lot of
1: her a lot of her vocals are like for like the Vogue vocal is like the first take. Um,
0: and so he was like, it was he's like it was unique. And they, in that he's like contrasting that with Barbara Streisand. He's like she does 150 takes. So right. You know, I like the note from I like the third note from take five. Yeah. I like this note from this one. You know. And so like it was so different. That's why I was
2: actually thinking of Barbara Streisand. I was watching a thing with Billie Eilish. And she was showing like the recording of one of her songs and it's the same thing. It's like a hundred takes for a two and a half minute song. And she's like, that note is from this take and that note is from this take. And... Just like Barbara. So did Sondheim, I'm looking on, Sondheim only wrote three of the songs? I thought he had four.
0: He wrote five songs for the movie. Madonna was in three of them. So only three of them are on I'm Breath. Oh, okay. They're two songs, they're both background songs. One was the back in business. Another right. one is called Live Alone and Like It, which Mel Torme sings. Okay. And it's just like a song on the radio. And it's during the first mm-hmm. montage with the kid when he's like, when do we eat? When do we eat? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So he wrote, he ended up writing five songs for the movie, but only three of them are on Madonna's album because okay, she's she she singing the other two, yeah. <laughs> she's not going to put a, a
1: Mel Torme track on her album. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: I also, I, it was so funny to rewatching it, it, like, because Mandy Patinkin in it, I feel like... Yeah. In the the song like again leans into all of his strengths that sort of like sentimental mawkish right
0: and then the, the sort of indulgent. where it sits in his voice and it's sort of yeah sort of like that weird thing that only he can do really well That's so fabulous yeah. like yeah. it's
2: and and, and even that's like i feel like his stuff with her is actually quite, again quite lovely like his sort of longing for her and moody yeah. after her but then like then there's the scenes with him and al pacino and i'm like what what do we do? Like, I have like whiplash from this character. I can't, and then, then there's like the setups. Like, I just felt like there were, again, the, the moments that are working fail to serve the movie
1: because then I, we're, we're supposed to think that he's motivated, that he's a good guy, but he's in love with breathless and he's motivated to get involved in the criminal side in an effort to like, get money to win Breathless's affections? Is that... But or, he doesn't or, know that or he's or doing be close it for her. her. That's yeah. the thing too. Like if he knew she was the blank
0: then it would make sense. Yeah. Right. But he doesn't. 88 Keys is his name. Correct. Yeah.
2: I guess I just... I just was thinking she likes all these gangsters so if I have a bunch of money then I'll be a gangster and...
1: She'll like me. Yeah, I'll be in the world. Yeah. I can like afford to buy her things.
2: Yeah, like it's you know again. She seems she seems like a very sort of mercenary character in that way. You know, she goes from lips to big boy because it's like well, well.
0: You know. I think it's I think a lot of that is just sort of self preservation. She's like well, no, no, girl. for
2: sure. But like, I feel like he's he's seeing her and thinking like, what you know, what what do I need to? If have I had money, I could take away me? from all of this. Yeah. yeah. I can save her
1: we need that moment I think to like understand his motivation where he's like they toy with it in when they're having that duet on the piano where Breathless is uh, Madonna's eyes are closed so she but he's like staring like right like we know that he likes her but I think he needs that moment where he's like come away with me and she's like I can't Uh
2: maybe Sure. she's had clues which she chose to
0: ignore maybe though she knows and just wants to go on as before as a friend nothing more so she closes the door yeah and I don't quite buy that she wants to like take over as like, I let's like at the yeah. end where she's like, come on, Dick Tracy, you and me, we can run this town. And it's like, I yeah. already know he's not going to go for that.
2: Yeah. And yeah, also, like, I, I don't believe that she's like wants to do the work to run that. Like, I don't think that's what <laughs> like she's like, oh, let me get a full time job. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't buy that. That's what she's looking for. You
1: know, yeah, oh, I, I think, like, think that, like, it, it's murky. Like, as I'm watching, <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand like, what's motivating these <laughs> characters if she was solely motivated by setting Big Boy up for kidnapping tests, which is the federal mm-hmm. crime that would put him away for life, and that was her motivation, was to just, like, get out from under him. But somewhere along the way, she got kind of, like, in over her right. head. Because
0: also, so like, she when- didn't, like, she, you know, like, she just was with Big Boy be- to protect herself, you know what I mean? Because she was with lips, and he's like, you're going to be my girl now. And you- she knew, like, oh, if she rejected him, she would have been killed. Right,
2: but I also feel like she does set up Dick Tracy. Like she's not just an innocent bystander. Like she does go to some lengths to set up Dick Tracy for the murder of the whoever that guy is, the commissioner. Yeah. Oh, Dick Van
0: Dyke's character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you know, I feel like she's not just
0: like self-preservation. She she is trying to pull strings. Right, but and she's not something like she's not a character like the Joker, who you're like, oh, you're just pure chaos.
2: Right. Yeah. No, she's got a plan. And it's, it's not just but like But it doesn't Let's... make sense.
0: Yeah. No, it doesn't but make sense. But she's
1: got it. <laughs> exactly.
2: it's, it's a bad plan. She
1: wrote it down. <laughs> uh,
2: but it is a plan. And,
1: and then she I, spilled and... some coffee on it. <laughs> and she's like, I think I'm supposed to kidnap... I don't know.
2: Right. <laughs> who am I kidnapping again?
1: Yeah. I got to get a yellow jacket. Yeah. Yellow trench coat. I better pay cash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I love how she, like, wakes him up before they go out the window. Like, they set up the whole, like, you shot sure. the commissioner yeah. and
1: mm-hmm. put the gun he in his hand. Yeah, under his nose. Then, yeah.
2: yeah, like, we need, to, we need to wake him up because otherwise nobody will buy this. It's like...
0: Well, I think if they came into the room and he was also passed out, yeah, I it would feel be like less... He- Maybe they're still going to arrest him.
2: They're not, not going to be like, "Oh, well, it's he's not going to look good. <laughs> he's, he's resting so comfortably. We don't want to. Let's bother. let him
1: be. <laughs> he's been through something traumatic.
2: Let's he's
0: handcuff rough. him now. He, he won't resist.
1: Such an angel when he sleeps. Put a little pillow under his head. His neck <laughs> looks uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> I guess it's because he's at home in his hat and his trench coat sitting around. <laughs> it's probably not There's also a
1: lot of stuff in this movie that like, doesn't age well in the sort of like a kid has to go to an orphanage unless he's got a mom and a dad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sure. And, well, and also
2: like a mom and a dad who happened to meet him on the street. So they thought they'd take him home. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, I, I feel like the logistics of the kid are a little bit lost in the shuffle of the Dick Tracy sure, story. Sure. I
0: mean, yeah. it is from a comic strip, so <laughs> yeah. They're like, listen, Tracy, you it's can't take a kid to little orphan <laughs>
1: <laughs> there were some similarities between orphan Annie with the the movie of Annie with the drawbridge. There's like drawbridge oh, right. drama in both.
0: Right. I also noticed I there's the earring drama in this and Desperately Seeking Susan.
1: Yes, I did. And I... her performance of Sooner or Later. Oh, on right, the at the Oscars. Oscars, where her earring at the end is like coming off and stuck in her hair.
2: I don't remember that.
1: Maybe she did that on purpose to mirror the breath of bet. Scene, that was the an earring Easter egg the crime scene. Yeah. The true, fan.
2: <laughs> You Get know, if breathless. you know, if you know, you know. Yeah.
0: We wish we could give it a second Oscar. <laughs> if
1: only At The award goes to Madonna's earring. Again. Madonna again.
2: Yeah, I didn't I didn't make that earring connection.
1: It's like the two clues that Dick Tracy pulls from that crime scene at the beginning yeah. are walnuts. Yeah. Walnut <laughs> With stones. no fingerprints right.
2: on them. He didn't yeah. leave his fingerprints on the walnuts.
1: Did you use the sodium nitrate? <laughs> I don't know.
2: I love the, I love the, like, let's make it, like, period specific. Let's, let's really try to, like, ground it in the real world. It's like, yeah. get get some, get some cop kind of language in there. Yeah.
0: yeah. What would Did you in the face, face really say in the 1930s?
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now it, now it feels legit. He asked about the sodium nitrate, you guys. Now we know it's real.
1: Mm. There's a lot of bullets in that movie at the end. We're like, you think, like, Warren babies, like, little boys like bullets. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, also... And I love up. this in Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, it's,
2: yeah. Such, a, it's <laughs> such a weird thing, too, because, again, tonally, it's so sort of out of place. Like, there's very little graphic killing throughout the movie, right. like, for a cop movie. But then we have a hail of gunfire... And we're just riddling cars with bullets that everybody in them dies. Like
0: mm-hmm. right. it's just sort
2: of a very intensely violent moment in an otherwise largely not violent movie. Right.
0: And I actually like I loved the the early the first scene where like Dick Tracy with the kid, like rescues him from the kid and he's in they in that like rickety shack and you see him <laughs> <in> the distance. <laughs> yeah, like, it keeps yeah, going. Dick Tracy the guy fighting. <laughs> is, I think that's really funny. Another yeah. thing that I noticed. It seems to me like the the few times that Warren Beatty does do hand-to-hand combat in the movie, they speed it up a little bit. I, I could believe that easily. It seems like it's just sped up just a little bit, I guess, to make it more exciting. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Well, and I feel like also to make it feel more cartoony.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I feel like the way those those fight scenes are filmed feels mm-hmm. very like, like Batman from a the... A little
1: bit, yeah, from the 60s. You know, I also think that... Like towards the end, especially like the scene when he's in the diner where he's always being mean, like mean to the cook. Like what to do? Uh-huh. The cook chili, this chili and coffee. Like whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's always complaining. I feel like Warren Beatty didn't have time to get his hair done. <laughs> he was like discussing the directorial stuff, and then he's like, just yeah, just put the put me in the outfit. Right. Like, like cut, his... cut my hair while I'm doing this production meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted his hair to be a little bit like more period. I don't know, like slipped.
2: Yeah, well it also there were there were two scenes where I was like, is he wearing a wig? Like it there like I was I was confused by his hair in this movie. Which what <laughs> again that that.
0: <laughs> what's under that fedora most of the time. He,
2: yeah, but the times it's not. It's very bushy. wig looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very bushy and unstyled.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. which
2: for a for a movie that's largely and sort of style, of style as substance, yeah. it seems weird that like oh, but don't who's who's gonna notice my hair? <laughs> like, uh, and I don't know. The only other thing I can compare it to is Reds, but mm. I feel like mm-hmm. I, I get that you're you're used to like a paradigm where it's not all about the hair, but you've moved into a different world now so
1: right where it's mostly about hair
2: yeah where it's all about the hair it just seemed like a weird oversight in a movie that's so sort of tightly controlled mm-hmm.
0: yeah i agree should,
2: should not be concerned with what his hair looked like and then there's the it's also like the hard part of having the look like a cartoon but not look cheap because there's in that sure. last fight scene at the end when the the telephone pole falls over <laughs> and it like it just, it's so obviously like made of cardboard
0: <laughs> yeah like bounces <pads laughs> <Right. is>. yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like styrofoam <laughs> and I was like i that's gotta be a hard line to walk you know of we want it to look like a cartoon but not look like we made it for $11 right. in my garage
1: you know right so I it also like has saved all over yeah they saved a lot of money with not having any extras in this movie like yeah. there's nobody on the it's street. always empty it's very, streets yeah. yeah
2: except for yeah. there's one shot where he like goes outside and the I think it's the woman from the orphanage or yeah. something walks oh, past yeah. him and I was like Yeah, see, you didn't, you needed to set us up with some scenes of walking where they walk past people because now I, I, all I can think about is who's that woman? When are we going to see her again? Like, she
1: does a very (laughs) ominous sort of like look at the camera too. She like passes in.
2: Yeah. It was just, I was like, that's a lot of drama for a bystander.
1: I'm here to pick up the boy and I don't want to wait. Yeah.
2: And then she does, and it's a fast turn too. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want to wait. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that kid, like, runs away, like, every second, every I chance know. he's got, except for this time. He's yeah. like, all right, I'll go to the orphanage.
2: And I didn't understand the moment where he steals Dick Tracy's wallet and then gives it back to him, the, like, shield with the shield in it.
0: Oh, with his and, badge?
2: Yeah. And I was like, why is this a touching moment? Like, I'm returning the thing I stole from you, and everyone's like, aww. Like, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what that moment was supposed to be about. I guess because
0: he... I think it's probably because of that, because he returned it. Like, because he, he escapes that scene because he thinks that the the child welfare is coming to take him to the orphanage. Right. So he, like, takes a while for the money, and he's going to throw it out because he's like, oh, I don't need this. But then he sees Dick Tracy's in trouble. So he gives it back. Oh, okay. I don't know.
2: I, I, I just felt like all I could think was, like, I noticed there's no money in it anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we're all supposed to be, like, so tired. It's like, oh, you gave it back. It's like, well, you didn't get back the reason you stole it. So, you know. Like, people were like, We want to acknowledge the Shumash tribe whose land we're on. I'm like, Are you giving it back? No? Okay. You know, acknowledgement is nice. Did you give them
0: comms to the show? Okay.
2: (laughs) Right? Right? You can come see Midsummer for free. (laughs) So the badge is nice, but the hundred bucks that was in there would have been nice too. He's just a little pickpocket.
1: He's a little (laughs) artful dodger. (laughs) True. He is an orphan
2: right and we know we know yeah. what orphans are like
1: yeah oh, we, we, and saw, and dancing. we saw
2: Annie,
0: <laughs>
1: sing and Annie dancing. we've seen
0: Oliver we've seen Newsies <laughs> we know
2: all, all they do is sing and dance
0: and <laughs> they grow
2: they grow that's that's their job
0: you make you match
1: all right, um, this is very fun. I think, me yes. having thank you so this much. Was any
2: such a pleasure, you guys.
0: Any closing thoughts on uh, Dick Tracy?
2: No, I, I was I was happy to revisit it. I still, it's still an album I love, and it was so nice to see her sort of winning. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right,
0: yeah, <laughs> in her was, prime. Yeah, just yeah, it,
2: just so luminous and you know, cool and gorgeous and wearing nice dresses.
0: Absolutely. So Murray, I, you're not going to see the celebration tour. Typically um, we ask if you have any dreams for the celebration tour. Or like, have you, have you seen any of the clips that are online? I have. Place? Is there anything I have. that you like, like or love or, or, uh, or is there something like, Oh, you wish she could have done this number or.
2: I've, I've seen brief clips. Uh, mm-hmm. And mostly I was like, oh, I see we've gotten over that, like worrying about cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> like we've definitely gotten past that moment in your career. <laughs> but also there's, it, again, it's it's a little, I keep, I think it's a, I forget what song she's singing. There's some songs she's singing and she's got, she's actually got a very similar wig on, but it feels very Baby Jane. It's very Baby Jane mm. vibes rather uh-huh. than Blonde Ambition vibes. And, oh. and she's, and she looks high. Like her eyes look like they're, six shades lighter than they used to be because her pupils are like teeny tiny. <laughs> which again, could well be the stage lights, but in this particular <laughs> That's clip chance. that everyone keeps sending me, it's like she just looks like a stone, like she's sending a letter to daddy and she's really high. <laughs> and it just, it, I was like, I don't want, because again, she's she's like, as John well knows, like she's yes. a huge part of my life. She's a hero of mine. So I don't want to. I don't want to do her like that. I don't want to. I don't want to go out with my because I've never seen her live.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I don't want the only time I've seen her live
1: to be this tour. You're not her, the first person that we've had as a guest on this who, who sort of wants to just like preserve some memory of her in a way yeah. that that they want to remember her as like at her strongest and not witness some sort of some level of decline.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. the desperation. To be relevant feels much less powerful to me than when she was younger and was relevant. You know, it hurts my heart mm-hmm. a little bit because, yeah, because again, she was she was going to teach me how to do it. And I feel like I could understand she the
1: sort of like thing of like, well, the Rolling Stones are still doing it. Why should I stop? But also, the right, Rolling yeah. Stones did what she did.
2: Yeah. There's um, that. So
1: if they're still kind of just like walking around the stage. That's kind of like what Big Jagger always did. He just yeah, well, and I and I'm
2: okay with like if you're if you say like I still have things to say and I still want to say them, it's like well okay, but then say them now. Don't try to (laughs) don't try to say them like a 25 year old would say them now.
0: Right. Like you have
2: wisdom now. You're you know you you're. Did you ever see?
0: Did you ever watch uh, her um, Tears of a Clown show? It's a thing she did, basically she did it once. She did it like one night only in Australia. She did it one other time as like a fundraiser, like a, a modified version of it. Uh-huh. But it was, her, it was just her telling stories and doing, she sang some songs and it was like a very scaled back. It was just her, like some of her dances came out at the end, but they just sat and sang Holiday with her. And I really like. like, it was definitely a first draft of what that was, but I mm-hmm. thought that was really wonderful. And I sort of would love it if she sort of went more down that venue.
2: Yeah. Because again, what the the her life is insane. Yeah, like there's just, and again, she's smart. She's funny. She's interesting. She's led this incredible life. She's lived. She's been a person that 99.999 million people will never get to be. Right. Yeah. That's all. Like, I feel like she negates that when she is is like, I'm going to do a Brazilian butt lift and hang out with Kardashians yeah. and try to, you know, wear my underwear and dance on stage like I did when I was thirty. I just feel like she has so much more to offer and I feel like she negates all that she has to offer.
1: I do think that she it's possible that she has new innovative music in her, but I I think we're saying the same thing that like I want her to approach it from like who she is now yeah. rather than like what's Katy Perry doing on the radio. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that that's the like she hasn't ever, what I, was always so good about her is that she wasn't, she was only listening to her Ingrid Chavez. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, what's Ingrid doing? I can do that. <laughs> but other than that, she wasn't like listening to popular musicians. Yeah. Right.
0: My hope, or maybe it's just like me naively hoping, is that like for her, this is like her being like, i put a period on this, mm-hmm. this part, you know, like, right. like I think she sort of knows that like, she could not do anything this big again. Yeah, you know, and that maybe because I do agree. Like, I bet she's got a couple more albums in her, yeah. and I would be curious to hear them. You know what I They'll mean? They'll have if I'm ninety-six like, I <laughs> songs on them.
2: <laughs> There'll be triple albums.
0: <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I'm sort of curious to see, like, if she is like, okay, what is what is the next thing I'm doing? Like, I think I do. Yeah. I still have hold hope that, like, what's next for Madonna?
2: Yeah, well, and and it's funny because I feel like she always like brings up like you know everybody is so ageist. Yeah. Uh, an anti-woman, and I feel like while that is absolutely true, I yeah. feel like to me, it feel I feel like she's being ageist because she's not trusting who she is now. She's she's holding she's on to an idea recapture. of mm-hmm. what what is popular with the young people now. Gotcha. And I feel like, but you have y- you have so much that they don't have, and you're mm-hmm. just ignoring it because you're gonna, as you say, like do whatever Katy Perry is doing. But yes, this this was oh it was such a nice thank little you, trip Mark. down memory lane. Yes, I get to so see nice. John Flynn and meet the delightful Eric. <laughs> I get Eric. to meet you. Yes, yeah. nice thank you.
0: Thanks, you guys. Um,
1: thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at the celebration, celebration at gmail.com.
0: We also have an Instagram account at the celebration, celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could, do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It really helps people find the
1: show, and we appreciate it. And when you're re- reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. <laughs> Look up slappy dappy. Just, I don't I know will. about all of them, but like, listen to slappy dappy, and you'll be like, oh yeah.
2: In Madonna's defense, because you know she needs me defending her for sure. <laughs> but I also feel like those are all pretty sort of common BDSM tropes. Like it's not, sure. it's you know, like there's there's twelve songs out today that are like in the top forty that are about getting smacked around and whipped, <laughs> and you know, like. Sure. So I feel like it is—it is a little hard. If you—if you want to write a like a a PG thirteen BDSM song, there's only so many images you're going to be able to use.
0: Yes. In fairness,
1: slappy dappy, slappy
0: dappy. <laughs> that one is. That one pops.
2: And I, yeah, and I really, I really want to know about that elephant box because that's that sounds dirty. <laughs> I, I, you guys, I've learned a lot
0: today. Thank you. <laughs> it's not even you've, noon. I know, and you've expanded my
1: horizons. What a successful that. day!
0: Thank you. Good night.